Welcome to Connect with DP City, ADP City Church Podcast. Some of the best conversations I've had is with you two brothers, you know. I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now. Based on my Yo Mama tagline, right? No, Santiago is amazing. Miss Tori is definitely raised an amazing, amazing young man. We're super um, just thankful not only to be his youth pastors or his uh, production leads, but just his friend. Um, it was interesting that you brought up kids. Um, like recently when Cheyenne was in a volleyball game and just watching her, she had several serves where her team was winning those points. And I was proud of her. And Let me fix this. We're still learning, guys. We're, we're still learning. Holding dead pigs, a knife. It's very incriminating. <laughs> they like, they are so mean. I'm like, I just... I just want that little crock pot right there. Oh, no. You're still Bishop Reggie Lewis. Yeah, we do call you the bishop. <laughs> Not just a bishop. The, the bishop. Hey, I don't think, I think they assume it's a government thing. Hey, guys, it's Kyle Headley, your host. We're here with episode four. And today I am really excited to share the podcast room, share the studio with one of my best friends. You guys probably know him as one of the piano players and the worship director but let's all give it up for tyler martinez <laughs> that's a good intro that's good you, you hear how excited they are for you i know man the crowd is going crazy <laughs> very crazy so short story we've been trying to get you in here for about three weeks now yeah but it's never worked out no it's it hasn't well why, why did i miss the first one Volleyball practice. Volleyball practice. Then I got sick. Right. And I had to go home. And then a dentist appointment. And it was just, <laughs> it was not meant to be up until this moment, I guess. Yeah. You are the chosen one, sir. I'm the chosen one. Mm-hmm. By whose accord? Kwai Kwan Jin. <laughs> if you don't know, that's a Star Wars reference. Um. So, Tyler, tell us a little bit about the things you do on campus around here. Okay, well, um, like you said, I'm worship director. So that means uh, if you guys see me up on the stage, I have a little microphone behind the keyboard. Um, I'm not talking out to the congregation. I'm speaking or singing or uh, giving direction to all the musicians, um, most of the singers on the stage. Anyone who has little earbuds in their ear on stage, that's who I'm talking to. And just kind of um, guiding us through our worship set. And what else do you do on campus? You do a lot, bro. <coughs> Every, mean, you're I mean, here six days a week. I am. I am. And some nights. Some nights. Um, I'm also uh, the lead on the sound. Uh, we have Ryan back there. He's the one physically manning the board, but I'm lead on on um, you know sound direction and and what we're doing in that. In that sense and then you teach and then i teach uh middle school through high school science uh at the school you like to dissect things apparently yeah they, every time we just like like dissect something they show it on screen i don't know i don't like to see myself in that light like, <laughs> up on the big screen that's what i was telling uh pastor steve he was asking me a question about you and, and i was like no, Tyler's just not like a limelight person. Like he, right. he's not big into being the spotlight. Yeah. Why do they gotta show pictures of you? You're <laughs> up there all the time. I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm just, if it were up to me, I wouldn't do it. You know. Especially like holding dead pigs. Holding dead pigs, a knife. It's very incriminating. <laughs> 
So how many bodies do you have buried <laughs> with those pigs? That's what we want to know. <laughs> no one will ever find out. No one will ever find, ever out. find out. So aside from, obviously, you spend close to 50 hours here a week between work and church stuff. Yeah. So besides that, what do you do for fun? For fun? Um, really into cars, as you know. Um, you know, I'm a, you know, I don't know, cars, music. Just, you know, recreational music. and then, Listening uh, to music and working on your car. Pretty much. If you guys don't know, Tyler has a 86, mm-hmm. 86 BMW that is not operational at the moment. <laughs> Hasn't ran since the week after I bought it. He he bought it and couldn't drive it for like a month. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they had to work on it. <laughs> so he bought it non, non-operational. He got it for a week. Nah, you, ha- you drove I, it a couple I, times within a month. Yeah, I think. I would say fairly a month. Yeah. And, and I had it before it started having issues again. Now it's spewing out oil and gas. And gas. And probably other sorts <laughs> of fluids. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's the life of a BMW owner. You you have signed up for that life. It's basically a subscription to whatever you know, service the like shop a, you want. It's a subscription service. That's bad. It is. Too bad, too bad it's not a subscription service to BMW. That would be nice. Did you know um, yesterday, speaking of cars, Pastor Bob had um, Lieutenant Dixon on campus, and he had an, a, like an Audi. Not an R8, but it almost looked like that, except for it had a backseat. Backseat R8. Almost looked like that. Was and it like big or small? It was pretty big. The whole sun, the whole roof, the sunroof was like basically the whole roof. Mm, mm. And I was just like, how many tickets did you have to write to afford that? That was that was what's going through my mind. Because here's the thing. You know that car can hit 140, 150. Oh, easily, yeah. You know he wrote a lot of tickets to people who have cars that, have, that hit 140, 160. Yeah. So yeah. here's another question. Why is that car okay, but your Honda Civic with uh, exhaust <laughs> pipe on it is not? Yeah, I don't know. The uh, car laws in California don't really make sense. You can have cars that go 300 miles per hour, be perfectly legal, but then a car that can barely hit 60 on a good day, but just have a loud exhaust is a no-go. And a motorcycle? A motorcycle is louder than... <laughs> yeah, motorcycles, um, I, I think all of them are legal in California. I'm not really sure. It's weird, though, because they're yeah. so loud. So loud, and then they're also, like, have no catalytic converters, so just spewing out. Emissions. Emissions. And I don't, do they have to get smog? I don't know. I don't know much about motorcycles except for my wife won't let me have one. Yeah. That's about, that's about it. It goes. I mean, I used to want a motorcycle. I used to ride dirt bikes. I crashed my dirt bike when I was a kid. Mm. Haven't been on one ever since. Um, but they, it's just kind of weird where they come up with these laws, you know? Like, technically, did you know buying rims for your car is illegal? Yeah. And painting it without notifying the DMV 30 days before. Yeah. I mean, nobody writes nobody tickets writes for that, but it's <laughs> yeah. like a weird, <clears throat> why can you not buy rims? Uh, I don't know. Because you're modifying it's what? Modifying the vehicle. For the safety of how the dealership. Yeah. Specifically, it's like, however the car comes out of the man- like manufacturing line is the safest it's going to be, technically, from the dealer or from the car manufacturer. Right. So when you tamper with anything that 
you know, can come off or be exchanged, that's tampering with the safety. Of the Listen, vehicle. I've worked I worked on the freeway for a long time. I've seen cars folded and people die. <laughs> yeah. I've also been a part of the racing scene, street racing specifically, and watching races and stuff like that. And I've seen cars folded and people come out alive because mm-hmm. they had a five point harness. Yeah. So is it really the safest? I you know, it's just one of them gray areas. <clears throat> Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Don't race on the streets without Jesus in your heart. <laughs> You're not gonna tell him not to do it at all. Just don't do it without Jesus. Well, yeah. It's it is a church podcast. Yeah. So I need them to know that, you know, if they're gonna street race, at least have God ride shotgun. It's <laughs> smart. It's smart. I like that. I mean, would you have better advice? No. Or just not street race? I mean, I think just don't street race. But if you're going to do it, do it with Jesus by your side. (laughs) I think that might be a good shirt. Don't be dumb. But if you're going to be dumb, do it with God. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Or a good ticket. Or not a ticket, sticker. See, now I'm stuck on tickets. Tickets. Funny enough, um, I'm not going to mention the name, but we both know a, uh, a cop that owns a car that is technically illegal and he drives it legally. it's it's highly modified highly he modified. actually has two two vehicles two vehicles that are very highly modified for different purposes right one is slammed to the ground i believe supercharged or turboed yeah i can't i don't know which one but i hear a little bit of in that engine <laughs> yeah and the other one is really, really high off the ground with shocks and springs and could run over his other car <laughs> yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah, that's just no. interesting. And a lot of cops are like that, which, well, I mean, more power to them, I guess. I mean, they get more fun because if they get pulled over, they just got to be like, yo, I'm one of you. Yeah, flash the badge. As long as they weren't doing something that like could harm somebody. Right. I have a uh, Hemet Police Department lanyard. Do you really? I do. My little brother asked me how did I got one of them, and I told my little brother's 18, Sean, and I told him, oh, it's honorary when you get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that when you get released for good behavior, they send you on your way with a lanyard. And my brother was highly considering trying to get arrested because he also wanted a lanyard. And I was like, dude, don't they, they don't send you away with a lanyard. The only jewelry you get are metal cuffs. Yeah. But so how long have has your family been attending DP City? Ooh. Specifics aren't like set in stone, but I know that we came when I was just a baby. Like toddler like one or two. Um for maybe a couple months and then we had left um to go our family like our extended family was starting their own like kind of Spanish church. So we left and helped them with that and then um came back i think i was around five or six and uh the reason i know because i haven't asked them my parents personally uh, if we went there when i was little but um the reason i know is because when we first came back my sister was like oh yeah i remember this church and they're like yeah you guys used to come here um i don't know five or six what is that 16 years 16 years oh to to now so yeah pretty consistent for the last 16 years yeah we haven't gone anywhere of course some of my family members have gone come back and then gone again but the core family but the core family is still here yeah yeah and and highly involved 
Yeah. Um, Anna has been on the worship team ever since me and Sharissa have oh, started yeah. coming, and Lynette was on the worship team when me and Sharissa started coming. I don't really remember you up there playing when we first uh, came. A little more. When, um, when I first got up there, I was consistent like how I am today. I was kind of like up there every week. And then I had this brief period where <coughs> I had this brief period where um, I was like every other week, kind of like a like kind of a sub mm. stand in because they had a consistent team that could make it every week. And it was just kind of like a volunteer choice for me to be, OK, I'll step out and let you guys play and like. I was kind of swapped in. But then eventually some of those people left and I had to be there permanently. So what's your favorite worship song to play? To play? Ooh. Well, I don't know. I really like I Thank God playing it just because the energy that um, comes off of it. And not, I'm not talking about like spiritual energy, just like actual like moving your body energy. <laughs> <laughs> Kinetic energy. Kinetic energy that comes yeah. off of, you know, having to play notes like that and moving and just the response we get from the congregation because, you know, everyone knows that song and it has, you know, kind of like these echo parts that the congregation. Yeah, I like I Thank God a lot. I like when you guys play, um, I just forgot it. It's the one where you kind of repeat back, Yahweh. No yeah. one. No one. Th- that one's really fun too. I like the I like the drum line in No One. Yeah, it's a little do 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 do. It's a little hard to do. Um, yeah, but the drumline and no one. And then probably my favorite worship like slow song is um, if you knew me then. Leave me now. Yeah. My whole life I've said no. What song is that? Leave Took the old me, me the new. Mercy? Yeah, Mercy. Mercy. mercy is kind of, now, yeah. I like that song a lot. My favorite my favorite time you guys have ever done that song is when you led it. For, <laughs> that was a, what was that? That you, was like a Wednesday night or a something. A random Wednesday night. Yeah. You should do that more. That was a train wreck. No, nah, you did so good. No, it's I was confused with the way they wanted me to sing it. And then I had like three options, and then they all kind of blended together, and it was just up and down. Nah, I think you did really, really good. I Thank think you, you should lead it next time. Um, <clears throat> or just do the whole set by yourself. By myself? Yeah. Like just guitar by myself? or piano? No, 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 no. One man band. Oh. Keyboard, guitar, <laughs> harmonica, cymbal, riding a unicycle. That would be fire worship. Tap my finger, tap my foot and a little drum. The my little back. drum. Yeah, a little cowbell on your foot there and then you your other foot and then the harmonica. <laughs> that would be fire worship. That would be, I think you the congregation would be more like focused on like me <laughs> rather than the music <laughs> talking about how much i hate the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> up there in a yeah. jester's hat <laughs> i know that's, that's crazy so yesterday i recorded and this podcast doesn't go up daily so this will be out in a couple of weeks but yesterday i recorded from or i recorded with pastor suzanne and Sharissa, and this cool question got brought up is where, where we see ourselves in 20 years. And we all answered <clears throat> these questions. And I would like to know, where, where does Tyler Martini see himself in 20 years? 20 years? I don't know. How old am I going to be 20 years? You'll be 43. 40, 43? I don't know. Maybe still here. <laughs> <laughs> still teaching science? Still, well, not, <laughs> no, not in that aspect. Maybe still here in the church. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I a year ago, you weren't even sure if you were going to be here in a month or two. You were, like, oh, that's debating true. moving to Washington. Yeah. 
but your brother came back home, so that yeah, kinda... he ruined my plans. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also had debated going to Kansas, I think, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. That's still on the table. You visited out there and hated it. Yeah, I hated it, but I think if I had, like, if it was a necessity, just to get away from Hemet, not Hemet, just California in general. The perfect scenario. Yeah. Career-wise, where do you see yourself in twenty? Oh years? Lord, I don't know. Twenty years? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think we're all gonna be around twenty years? I'm not counting on the rapture. Like that. <laughs> I got things I want to do. Yeah. Like dive with sharks. I mean, if God decides to pull us out of here in the middle of the podcast, that's cool. But I'm not going to live the rest of my life looking forward to the day God to pulls the, us out. Otherwise, yeah. why pay bills? Why do anything? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why eat? Why do anything? Well, I mean, eat, I think that's kind of a necessity, right? Not if you think you're going to get raptured tomorrow. Well, raptured tomorrow, but. Like, but if you live your life like a constant, oh, today could be the last day, or next day, or the next day, next week, you know, like I mean, you can just, you would really, you would I really, think things would fall apart pretty quick. Yeah, like just stop paying bills because that's not gonna matter, yeah. you know. The thing I've always wondered is when you watch. Now, <laughs> this is gonna be the second time in two podcasts that zombies got brought up. Okay. But when you watch like zombie movies and such things, like why is all the electricity out all over the place? There's no one to turn it off if you don't pay your bills. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I think they assume it's a government thing that they're just gonna shut off the electricity in a time of emergency. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it, like electricity's always off. Water's always off. Everything's always off. Gas is off. And I know it does take people to run it to run things but i mean you would think we're so far advanced as a i think it's more of an automated process now yeah i think it's more like people on the computer saying oh you didn't pay your electricity bill and, and then shut, shut off to that yeah. yeah not like an actual shut off valve yeah and even so like why would somebody oh my goodness there's there's zombies let me just turn off all the electricity because <laughs> yeah i don't know it, but in every scary Every type of movie that way, every apocalyptic doomsday. Yeah. Power's like Power's the first thing that goes off. That goes off. I don't know why. Because they you know, if you can make somebody cold and give them heat, you could get them to do anything. I guess so. I guess it's like more of a plot point. Yeah. It's like oh, they don't have electricity. Unless you're super smart like Will Smith, who figures out how to power up his Apartment Tower and yeah. I Am Legend. By the way, they're making a sequel to I Am Legend. Are they? Is he going to be that good? The dog's not yet. I don't know. I mean, isn't Will Smith supposed to be dead too? Yeah, didn't he get blown up at the end? I think so. Michael B. Jordan's supposed to be playing his son. Did he have a son? Yeah, his son and his... Oh, and yeah, got in the helicopter. And yeah, but I don't know. I'm kind of getting movies mixed up between I Am Legend and... Uh, the World War Z, and I can't remember if the I Am Legend helicopter crashed or not. Uh, no, that was. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I think it might have World War Z. I don't really remember that movie too well. It's not than, good. Other than like Brad Pitt, <laughs> I almost said Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> They're the same guy. <laughs> they look pretty. Yeah, they're not. 
Keanu Reeves. Let me just say that. They're not Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is kind of funny because he's like that action star, but in real life, he's kind of like a goofy, awkward kind of guy. Well, yeah, they say that he just kind of like, like he rides the subway in New York and just kind of like sits there. Yeah. And does nothing. <laughs> I don't know. That reminds me of you. What? Like if you were, I don't know. I would see if you were famous. Oh. I could see you doing things like that just to have people be like, "What?" Is yeah, like confused about my personality. Yeah, and stuff. like is he a real person? Like <laughs> Keanu, you could tell me Keanu Reeves is a robot. I would believe. I would believe it too. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense." Yeah. Oh, the Matrix is real. <laughs> yeah. Funny story about the Matrix. When I was a kid, there was a pastor who did like a. Um, when I was a kid, I mean, say like 13 or 14, because it was on YouTube. Right. There was a pastor that did a whole teaching based around the Matrix Matrix. being a biblical prophecy for the end times. Yeah. And he did a whole breakdown of like the license plates in the movie. Oh. And yeah, we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Pastors or people get crazy with these prophecy things. Like... Pastor Steve said in, I think in 1988, some some pastor wrote, or some guy wrote a book that said 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back at the end of this year. Right. And then in 1989, he wrote a book that said 89 mm-hmm. reasons why. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the more people try to, like, put it together and figure out, okay, this is the year, this time, or that kind of thing. Right. The more it's going to get put off. Why do you okay. think people are so fixated on being pulled out oh, of here? I don't know. Because they're not paying their bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. You're like, I'm just going to roll up my debt. <laughs> roll up my debt. Doesn't matter. Getting raptured. Well, that goes back to our Groundhog Day conversation. Yeah. Tyler and I often have these conversations on if we got caught in Groundhog Day, what would we do? And they're not always the most um, pleasant Christian. Yeah. Because it's this idea that, like, that it's the same day over same and over. Day, yeah. How long will it take you to get bored? Right. You know, like, you can try to rob a bank a hundred times before you figure out the actual way it works. Mm-hmm. And it's Groundhog Day. So the day restarts at the end of the Yeah. The so a good, you know, Christian segue, a good ministry segue would be, like, how many people can you save in a day? That'd yeah. be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But I think even with that, that's like infinite possibilities. There's so many things you could do to save. Or not save, but just reach people. Yeah. I mean, different ways. You, we're not that far from Los Angeles. Mm-mm. We're not that far from San Diego. No. We're not that far from Arizona. I mean, granted, even in a day, you can drive to like Vegas and stuff. So. Yeah, you're not that far from Vegas. You could be the next Jonah. You could go into Vegas and convince the whole city to repent. But yeah, if you keep doing it over and over again, just play your cards right each time. Haha, <laughs> get it? Yeah, because Vegas. Play your cards right. Hey, I told Pastor Steve a funny joke. It's about horoscopes. Oh. You ready for this? I'm here. Yeah. How come your horoscope never tells you anything bad? I don't know why. Because then it would be a horror scope. <laughs> no? <laughs> I think it's there. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> That's not funny. It is funny. That's why <laughs> you want to start uh, a, 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 a magazine business where we sell people's horror scopes. Horror scopes. Yeah. Oh, that would that would get into the 
No, no, no. We're not, we don't really believe in this. Oh, okay. We're just saying it's goofy. Like those. Um, have you seen those bad fortune cookies? No. Oh, it's like fortune cookies. You know, you read a fortune cookie, so it's like uh, you're gonna have a fun trip or something like that. Then they have the bad ones, like oh, you're gonna fall down some stairs pretty soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all I want to do is enjoy my orange chicken, <laughs> eat a fortune cookie, and read about how I love my wife. Right. Right. I, you're going to fall down some stairs. I would yeah. never eat at that place again. If they had this? No. I think it would be fun just to see what, what you, you know. like, who has the worst. You go with a yeah. group of people and, and be like, who gets <clears> the worst? I remember um, it's kind of like a thing that you can buy, like, as a gag, you know? And I remember my dad bought them one year. Um, Thanksgiving, we have like different food every year. Thanksgiving, my dad's, and that year we had Chinese food, and so um, or Chinese food. That was air <laughs> air quotes. If you listening in, I'm I'm, it I'm was, still stuck on why you have Chinese food on Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> no, it's just I know. hate Thanksgiving dinner. I don't like turkey. I don't like ham. Yeah, but I suffer for tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about cheeseburger and fries. Give me that. Tradition is is interesting. I, I don't know. Well, you know me, my feelings towards heritage yeah, and it's tradition. Silly. I think it's silly. Um anyway, so anyway, yeah. so we were having it and he bought those as a joke, right? To get his brothers, I guess. I remember my cousin opened the first one and it said, Look under your shoe, you stepped on gum. And I thought it was the funniest thing. That is kind of funny. I've ever read it. Yeah. I wanted my first tattoo to be like a red squish on the bottom of my foot so I can act like I killed a bug at the beach. <laughs> but are bugs red when you squish them? Some of them are. Right? I guess. The blood. Well, they don't have traditional blood. It's kind of like a, a bile juice. Oh, I don't know. I just wanted to be like, <clears throat> oh, what's that? I stepped on a bug. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. But I never got that tattoo. Yeah. I was like 15 when I when I was trying to have that happen. Right. So my parents weren't buying it. <laughs> Would you go to the restaurant in San Diego that you get treated bad on purpose? Oh, I've heard of that. Um, yeah, maybe. There's no way. It's I don't have the self-esteem for that. Well, yeah. I don't know. If you guys don't know, there's a restaurant in between Oceanside and San Diego. And in this restaurant, you can, like, the waitresses are really rude to you on purpose. They call you names. They um, just, just, they don't bring you your food on time. Like, they wait for your food to get cold. And it's a whole experience that people actually pay, pay for, for to go and it's get not treated bad. It's not like a $10 dinner plate. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. It's I don't know. I don't have the self-esteem. I would be like, this person really hates me. I don't, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, even though you know you're going there for a gimmick. Yeah. Just this person. I'd be walking away like, what did I do? <laughs> Why were they so mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know how those types of businesses are still alive, honestly. Like weird, like, like, like weird niche. niche things that people pretty much only go to once. Yeah, and it's like you mark it off your bucket list. Yeah, like, like that would be. Uh, oh, let's go to this place. Heard of it? I don't think it would be uh, okay. Let's go there after church. I mean, like, how good would the food have to be? You know, pretty good. Cause I don't know. Like, if you were if you were to go back to get treated bad again, the food would be would have to be pretty excellent. Yeah, in my opinion. 
I don't think. And even that, I know you're going for like, that's the whole gimmick, but there's got to be a cutoff somewhere. Yeah. I don't feel like I would want to go. Like, how bad do you think they're allowed to treat you? Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's guidelines. Like, they obviously can't tamper with your food. No. Like, it can't be spitting in your food. I think I think the extent goes to they're rude to you as like a waiter or waitress. Right. But they can't um probably touch you. No. Touch your food. They could just say naughty things, I guess. Be jerks. Yeah. I think. All right, so twenty years is is a little hard for you to envision. <laughs> yeah. All right, give us five years. Five Where years. do you see yourself in five years? Oh, I don't know. Married for sure. That's happening pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mary, probably still here. Maybe not at the school or in the same position that I am in right now, but in some way or another, still here. Do you like teaching? You know what? I do. I do. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. He does like teaching. <laughs> I do. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. I like interacting with the kids. As maybe not as their teacher, but as, you know, just hearing what they have on their mind and that kind of yeah. stuff. I think you you're you're a solid teacher. I think most of the uh, the kids speak very high of you. Someone knocking on our door. No, nah, I think somebody else. Oh, our studio is in the office at the church, so we have pastors going in and out. Um, Sharisa, Alexis going in and out. So just stuff like that. Um, all day long, so it's pretty cool. So what do you think of our studio in here? Uh, it's nice. I really think it came together well. What was this before? It's just an empty room? No, it was um, first it was Whitney's office, and then it was Tori's office. Oh, gotcha. But Tori doesn't really use it that much, and it was mostly just storage for, like, her curriculum mm. and things like that. So she was gracious enough to let us build the studio in her office. Wow. Where did all her stuff go? I don't know. That was <laughs> that was Frank. <laughs> Frank you have did. to ask him. Yeah, well. I'll, I'll help you find it, Tori, if, <laughs> if, if it's missing. Um, probably in the other the other, room. The other house yeah. where everything goes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice. It's, I like the um, the color scheme. Was it already like that? Or did you paint it? No, we painted it. It was burgundy and maroon. Mm. Kind of like the rest of the office. Yeah. Good. No, it's nice. And we set cool. up the soundproofing on the wall, but you could see burgundy through... <clears throat> Like the cracks and stuff. Oh, really? Or not burgundy, I mean uh, beige. Oh, when you first set it up? Or? Yeah, so we pulled that down, and Frank painted the whole room black and blue. And then um, we still have some more soundproofing to put up. And Pastor Suzanne, is. I'm in the works of talking to her about painting a mural in here cool. on that side of the wall. So that'd be cool. We got some rib, uh, what do you call them, like drapes that hang up over here. Mm. Yeah, so it's coming together. It's one of I those things. Nice. Yeah. I was looking. I was wondering if you put in a new light. I want to change that light. I want something that's more, a little more omniance. Yeah, you know, it's pretty bright. It's kind of bright. It's like an office. It's like a showroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a picture that I sent to Pastor Steve, like my idea, and he's all for it. So, cool. but baby steps, you know. Yeah. We get there when we get there. Right now we're functional. So if you want to donate to the podcast <laughs> ministry. <laughs> You go to dpcitychurch.com, hit that give button, <laughs> yeah, and let them know what it's for. That's cool. Do we have, speaking of giving, do we have QR codes up? 
Because I know a lot of people think QR codes are like the devil or something. Really? Yeah, you've never heard of that? No, expand. Uh, to answer your question, yes, we do have QR oh, codes. Okay. They think the QR codes are a mark <coughs> of the beast? Yeah. So I remember when QR codes were first, not first introduced, obviously, because they've been around for pretty much as long as iPhones have been around. But when they first started getting used for stuff, primarily like like financial transactions and stuff where you could pay someone through a mm. QR code. I remember um, I was visiting my grandmother's church in Temecula and one group that she was in, the ladies were discussing like the mark of the beast and mm. they were kind of, they didn't outright say QR codes it like was very specific. Well, these are probably the same type of people that get mad if you wear a hat in church <laughs> or if you have have words on your shirt that are If you're ear, if up. you're a dude and your ears are pierced. Yeah. If you're a female and your ears <clears throat> are pierced, everything's fine and dandy. Oh yeah. If you're a dude, then it's a problem. It's a problem. So I remember what I originally QR codes were used for, at least the earliest I can remember was like some game some game that we played where if you go to the grocery store you can scan QR it was like some online game kind of like yeah. Pokemon but something different but you go to the grocery store and like scan QR codes and like different little like things like pets would pop up and then yeah. you could catch them or gotcha yeah that that's what i remember the OG QR codes being used for I don't remember when it transitioned into being your all-purpose, like... Kind of just information transfer kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's used for... And I think that's what the people were getting at, that it was, like, centralizing well, information. You, c you could really like do a deep dive into what what is evil and what is not. And a lot of right. people will pick and choose things that work with their lifestyle but not anybody else's lifestyle. For example... One of the big things that um, people look for to, to point towards the end time, end time is one world currency. Yeah. And the thing is, is your iPhone is legit one world currency because there's certain ways that, that you can download that when you cross over lines, your funds automatically trans transfer, right. transfer over. And so although you have $1,000 in your bank, if you take your iPhone and you transfer to Mexico, it'll show how many... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if you go to, um, if you go to Japan, it'll show how many pounds. Or is it pounds in Japan? Uh, yen. I thought yen was China. I think they both use it. Well, whatever. I think it's Chinese yen, Japanese. Yen. Yeah. So it it's <clears throat> really like that thing in your pocket right there is, is the one world. is one world currency. It's also a centralized like information. Like it's also one world need. language. Yeah. Like you can speak to anyone now. Because Google Translate, you could talk into Google Translate and then turn it to any language. But I think that doesn't like, I don't know, that's still separate things that are just being more accessible to everybody else. Right. But it's that ideology of like QR codes are bad, but my iPhone is good. You know? Yeah. Or iPhones are bad, but my kid's iPad is fine. Yeah. And so you, they really, a lot of people like to stretch these things because they want the narrative, again, to fit. Oh, we're getting raptured next week. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Like, if we get raptured next week, fine, you know. Yeah. But at this point, I'm not going to live my life waiting to get bailed out. Yeah. You know, still got a lot of work to do. I think it's that ideology of waiting to get bailed out and just 
being fearful of everything and being lazy being lazy like there's still a lot to get done yeah you know that's true um never she should never be satisfied with what you've achieved the moment you're satisfied with what you've achieved then that kind of shows the stalling out process yeah that's that's your um that's your end point yeah if you're satisfied and done with what you're achieving then that's your end point yeah you need to either figure something new out or yeah this is tis my problem where one week i'm painting shoes and the next week i'm doing animation and the next week i'm doing something <laughs> yeah, else because i mean i'm always trying to learn and better myself at that's, things that's all cool that's all cool it's cool but it's like i should probably start learning to master some stuff you don't need to do that <laughs> if you know. can do everything then you'll you can probably get a job in any well i have industry. a job you have a job dpcskids.com k4 through 12th grade Yes, you have a job, but I'm just saying, in general, if you are good at a lot of stuff, even if you're not a master at a lot, I think, I think you're more of a choice over somebody who's good at one thing. Yeah, or really good at one thing. Well, I just feel like the more you learn, the more you know, the more valuable you are. And I think a lot of times people get to a point where they like, I know it all. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you have to be willing to stretch your knowledge and make yourself valuable as a person. You know, yeah, um, and that's why I don't know. Like I, o- I'm always having opportunities to do new things, rather it's mm-hmm. here on on campus, or at the school, or just with without even people. Like my first graphic design job was for a construction company that wanted a logo. I had never done that. All if I ever did was like draw, yeah, or like make graphics or just little things. But somebody was like, "Yo, you know." we're starting a construction company and we want a logo. Will you do it on the low? And I was like, well, yeah, cause I'm not a professional. Because I'm not a professional. Yeah. So yeah, I got you, you know, and they loved it and they still use the logo, you know, five years later. Yeah. And, and opportunities like that always kind of fall in my lap because I am willing to try new things. I am mm-hmm. willing to learn and put myself out there, you know, versus a lot of people like they'll stop, they'll learn photography, but they won't learn how to edit in Photoshop. Yeah. Because it'll be like, well, I take good pictures. But Photoshop can make your pictures better. Yeah. And then from learning how to edit pictures, that that's how I got into graphic design. I started photography when I was in um, high school, in my junior year of high school. And we, my teacher was big on Photoshop. He was yeah. a big Photoshop guy. So he would, you would, part of your first semester was to do a portfolio mm-hmm. of like certain kind of pictures, like a scenery picture, a high aperture picture, a sports picture, like just different things. He had like, I think it was like 12 pictures. You had to do a portfolio. Then in um, your final for your second semester was to take those same exact pictures, but improve them by drawing a popsicle stick out that had a new theme. So you had to take that picture. So like my scenery picture, I got alien planet. Okay. So I had a picture of like some trees and the moon and i had to make that into an alien planet only using photoshop mm. okay and you can like pick like dragging other photos huh? so we learned how to do things like that so we had to keep like a percentage of the picture original so mm. for example i had the moon right so i kept this the, the shape of the moon but i pulled in like an alien's head that fit exactly over the, the moon, moon. 
And so the shape of the moon was still there. The size of it was moon was still there. You know, like I changed the tinting on the trees green and stuff. And was it as cool as like what I could do now? No, I could, I could totally do way better than that. Right. But learning how to edit pictures transferred me into learning how to do graphic design and draw and different things yeah. like that. But if I would stop at, I take good pictures and not ever load them into After Effects or Photoshop or anything like that, then I would never learn how to do anything else. Even sound, like I used to do sound at World Harvest Church. And really the sound, doing sound is was a gateway for me to be able to do this podcast. Right. Because I know how to use a board. I know how to set up mics. I know how to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If I had never done sound before. And then just jumped into this. And then, and then just try to jump into this, how would that work? Or even could I do this? Right. Like would this opportunity have been arisen? arisen for me if i'd never done sound never did video editing never did audio editing at yeah. the church you know that's very true very true no i understand that and i think i do feel that like the more you learn and more you know kind of opportunities you take the more you'll get right the more opportunities will come into your life i think it's a dr seuss frank where it says the more you learn the more you know the more you know, the more you grow, the more you grow, the more you'll earn. Yeah. That's, Fire that's bars. I should put that in our song. Put that. Oh, wait, I can't. It's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not? It's like poetry. That's called copyright. Huh? I don't know. I, I've i looked into the copyright law of intellectual properties, and it's really it's such a gray area. Yeah. I think quoting is fine. Right. Like. When you give credit to where credit is due. Yeah. But <clears throat> as far as like, like in a song, technically you are quoting. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Intellectual property but is a you weird know what, thing. A lot of songs have quotes in them from other stuff. I, I listened to a guy one time that said that everything that's been, everything that can be said has been said. You don't own words. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. not in that order, but definitely. Yeah, and so it really makes a gray area. Well, and here's a, another good question. I know preachers all the time that draw examples and references and inspiration off of other preachers. Other preachers. And where is that? Like, like, if you... A lot of, I think a lot of preachers and ministers kind of put their stuff online and monetize it, right? And so at that point, it's like, like a copyrighted thing. And if somebody else uses... A quote or a reference or analogy that they came up with and then also put their stuff online to be watched and gain money off of that where is yeah where's where that, that gray line, line? Yeah. like if somebody preaches about faith and you use half of their sermon and your sermon are like i don't know it's a great question so if you know anything about <clears throat> intellectual copyright uh, laws go ahead and email us at dpcitypod at gmail.com i'm just Listen, I've had Reggie in here. I've had Pastor Steve. I've had Pastor Suzanne. All of them plug everything. Plug everything. So I'm going to start plugging now. Yeah. I don't know any of our... I mean, I, I know it's really bad. I know dpcskids.com. <laughs> and is it? does the church have a website? Yeah. dpcitychurch. dpcitychurch.com. .com. And then the church store where you can buy some of our cool <clears throat> swag is dpcitychurchstore.com. I think we should get a dot .org, honestly. What's the difference between an org and a com? A com is just like anyone can open a com. An org is like an actual organization. 
But we are an organization. So I think we should get an org. Why, though? What does that add to us? More official. I don't think it does really anything for us. Then we should just get an EDU. <laughs> I think you have to be registered with the state as a school to be an EDU. We are. Oh, like for the school? I think you meant for the <laughs> church. I think you meant for the church. I was like, I don't think you can get a dpcitychurch.edu. Well, we are educating people on the love of Christ. Oh, there you go. So, you know, it works. There was something I was going to say. I forget what it was. I do this all the time. I'm always dropping the ball on my memory. It's all right. Memory lacks. <laughs> so when are you going to teach a sermon in youth? That's what I want to know. Um, I would say when you invite me, but you have. so <laughs> Trying to put it off on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When I have, I don't know, the gumption in my stomach to go. You did really good at chapel when you did the worship one oh, yeah. and the judas one was pretty cool the judas one was very not last minute but kind of last minute tyler got um a bunch of or he what did you pull, buy like like a hundred dollars a hundred dollars so a hundred dollars tyler broke a hundred dollars into yeah. like five dollar bills and like one dollar bills and one twenty dollar bill and he put in a bag of a bunch of challenges to do like eat a spoonful of wasabi and he called everyone, a bunch of kids up with a partner. And one partner would pull a, uh, like a, a strip a of pop, paper yeah. out of the bag and they would have like a, essentially a dare on it. And the partner could choose if they were going to do the dare or for the money or if they were going to make their partner, their friend do it, but they still kept the money, right? Right. So the whole ideology was how much money does it take for you to sell out your friend? Mm-hmm. And then he taught about Judas. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And that song was a banger around the campus. <laughs> yeah. They still sing it to this yeah. day. It's like, oh, Judas. It's it's <laughs> it's off this cartoon that I showed. And um, the singer was, I don't know, would you say professional? <laughs> um, well, we've recently we've learned <laughs> <laughs> that the definition of professional just means that somebody pays you to do something. Right. So professional doesn't necessarily mean good no so i don't know it's very interesting he had his own style yeah or she i couldn't really tell by the voice i think it was a he it could have been a he could have been a she not sure yeah but um it was <laughs> i don't where did you find that video oh just you know quick little information search online about judy's cartoons and that one there was actually i was gonna use a different one that was much better by the way and much more entertaining. But I clicked on that one, and the song won me over. So that is w- the reason why I chose that one. You chose the bad one on purpose. <laughs> yeah. The cartoon wasn't too bad. It was no, just, it was terrible. It was It was boring. It was silly and boring, yeah. It was worse than VeggieTales. You don't like VeggieTales? Some episodes. What about the Jonah, the Jonah movie? Yeah, that one's fire. But you know my feelings. Jonah is one of my favorite people in the Bible. Yeah. Jonah and Peter, and recently Timothy. Do you have a favorite person in the Bible? Uh, favorite person in the Bible? Besides Jesus, that's the Jesus. obvious. Um, I don't know. I really like the, uh, maybe the idea of the penitent thief on the side of the cross. <laughs> not for myself, but just <laughs> the idea, not like I'm going to be like going to die and then find salvation. No, I just, I think it's just a, a cool kind of, Symbol, like little, symbol. like symbol and parable that happens. That how he 
like changed. He had a bad life the whole time, and then at the end, just kind of. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like that. That he was like able to just do whatever he wants. I mean, but I like the idea of like forgiveness, forgiveness, and grace. On. I mean, with that ideology, you know, it's entirely possible that Hitler is in heaven. Yeah, I know. And like, imagine you die one day, and Hitler's the greeter at the gate. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, um, am I at the right, I at the right place? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I He's think. like, hello, we welcome you to heaven. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and you're like, um, hmm. He says, open the gate. <laughs> open, the, open the gates. <laughs> Let in Tyler Martini. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be like physical gates? Well, like. Physical gates. I think if we're spirits, does it matter? If anything's physical? Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be physical? I think um, I want it to be. I think so. I want to have a mansion. I want. To, there's a lot of things I want to do that are only possible in heaven. Yeah. Like, I want to swim with killer whales. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, can you do that in heaven? I don't know. But you can do it on Earth. Go get a job at SeaWorld. No, you can't. You can't do that anymore. Watch Blackfish. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But like in the wild, like I would love to oh, swim just to like go to the beach with and... killer whales and sharks. Well, do you think there's gonna be different regions in heaven? I hope so. Like how much of a human experience regarding like Well, they talk about food. Yeah, but regarding our our world, our actual earth. How much of that is going to translate over? I have no idea, but I would. I really hope animals are in heaven. Well, there's going to be animals. Maybe I love not, dogs. Not any that we know of. Alien animals? Not alien. Well, where, where, are we, where are we talking about <laughs> aliens? I'm saying like, I don't know, animals that just... Like Pokemon? No. That'd be cool. Charizard in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'd be Pokemon in heaven. I mean, I think... If that's your heart's desire, it's not negative. See, that's the thing is I, I don't know, you know, and there's so much about heaven and eternal life and all that that just so many people try to act like they are the one-stop experts about it. And they I know everything that's going to go down there. And I, I don't think anybody knows. I don't, I don't think so either. And I love the fact that there's some mystery, that we're yeah. truly going to be blown away at this world that our Father has created for, for us, us to spend eternity with. Yeah. You, you know. know, I had this when I was younger. And when I say younger, I say it not a couple of years ago, but like a decent amount. Maybe 10 years ago, started my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just realized was 10 years ago, like yesterday. And I had this. Dang. It goes by fast, huh? It goes by really fast. Anyway, but um, I had this idea like if you can, if you live forever and you can do everything that, you know, is available to you there. Are you going to get bored? Right. And I was thinking, like, am I going to get bored in heaven? And I would ask my mother, and my mom was like, no, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Shut <know>. up, stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I, I, the question doesn't affect me as much because it was kind of like a, you know, an existential kind of thing. Like, See, I don't think we will get bored in heaven because here's yeah. – this is kind of what I, I'm at. I, I would say 90% of sin – starts off with boredom yeah not all 
But I would say there's a good amount of people who find themselves in the mischief because they didn't have nothing else to do. Well, yeah, like that saying, idle hands leads to what is the devil's playground. Or yeah, idle hands is the devil's playground. And so I think if God don't want us to fall into the same trap that we've already fallen in as humanity, sure. when we get up to heaven, there's got to be things to keep us entertained. <laughs> yeah. Because if... But then I think... Wouldn't we be just content living? This is true, but paradise looks different to every every person. Do you think it's going to be personal paradise? I hope so. I mean, it's hard to say because if it's because if it's pers- if it's personal paradise, then a sex addict is probably right. You know what I'm saying? But I think personal paradise when it comes down to because you know no one's going to feel. Um, you know, upset or anything like that, or yeah, I don't think I don't know. I don't know, but you can't. I would say you like you can't be jealous if it's not, right. If it's not personal paradise and it's just a communal paradise, what if like it's always talking earth terms? It's always sunny, and someone likes clouds and rain and doesn't like you know. Like me, I like clouds and rain. I'm not yeah. a big sunny guy. And if it's twenty four seven, never a spot of rain. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but here's another question. Hell is internal punishment. Right. But if somebody finds paradise and punishment, somebody likes <clears throat> to be. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like uh, hit. You know, what does their hell look like? Are they just chilling with the Care Bears? Well, like that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Is it like a personal I don't punishment? Know. You're walking on glass. Yeah. Those people are crazy. How do they do that? I don't know. I don't think you have to be in the right mind to. Walk on gra- glass? Well, are we walking on glass as like a show bit or because you like to do it? Is that not the same? I don't know. I know um, a lot of magicians like like stab themselves to the hand. It doesn't mean they like to do it, but it gets the money. So, <laughs> hold on. Everything is okay if you get money? No, 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 obviously not. But, you know... That that does I think differentiate whether you like to do it. I have a question. Like to. I'm probably gonna get in trouble for asking this. <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Is about wizards. Yeah. And a lot of Christians feel like the Lord of the Rings is evil. No, no, no. I'm not going to Lord oh, of the Rings. Okay. okay. <laughs> a lot of Christians feel like <laughs> wizards are evil, and Harry Potter is evil. Star Wars is about space wizards. Space wizards. And for some reason, Christians have no problem with Star Wars. Yeah. I think because it's a little less based on a world that you can relate to. It's based on many worlds. I know. But I think it's less based in what their sense of reality is. Because Harry Potter is what? On Earth, right? Yeah, I guess. On Earth. I don't know. I've never visited Hogwarts. Well, Hogwarts is a place on Earth, though, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't think they've <laughs> How do they ever get said. Their f- flying car? Well, no, but I'm saying they've never said that they're on Earth. No. I have watched the movies <clears throat> and read the books. It was self-incriminating evidence. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be an Earth-type world. I think if you... I think the people who are against it associate it with witchcraft and only that. But I see where you're going because Lord of the Rings, not on Earth. Although it's called Middle Earth. It's called Middle Earth. Narnia, not on Earth. 
Although it is on at the beginning of it is on Earth. On Earth, but, but then it goes through the away. closet. Yeah. Space war space Star Wars <laughs> is on multiple Earths. Oh well they're not Earth. Planets. They're planets. So that's where it is. J.K. Rowling, that's where you messed up. Should have made your own world. Yeah. If you made your own world, Christians would love you, I guess. Mm. I But I think, <laughs> but I, like I said, I think it's a little more focused on magic itself. Whereas Lord of the Rings is like an adventure, and there's like already these little goblins that walk around and stuff. With magic. Well, yeah, but they're not. It doesn't like go into depth of their magic. They're just kind of they just have they it. just have it and use it, and it's part of the world. Whereas like Harry Potter, you go and learn, they're learning it, learning it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if they release like a Origins for um, no, that Gandalf. would that would be really bad. That would all be bad. Well, yeah, it'd all be bad. But if they showed him learning the magic, maybe that would be slightly less bad. No, slightly more bad. Oh, because he's learning the magic. Mm. My favorite scene at of Lord of the Rings is probably the opening to Fellowship of the Ring when he does the fire or when uh, Merry and Pippin do the fireworks. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I also like the fight at um, what is it called? The in the second movie, the fight at Helm's Deep. Oh yeah, that's one on of my favorites. On the wall. On the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. What's your favorite Lord of the Rings scene? Uh, probably when uh, it's actually in the Hobbit. Oh, okay. When um, all the uh, what's it called? All the dwarves and stuff show up at uh, Bilbo Baggins' house. Oh, that one's good. He's just mad about everything. He's just so mad that they're even there. <laughs> yeah, and he's everything they do like perturbs him. Right. Um, I grew up in the '90s where everything was evil. So Pokemon was evil. Yu-Gi-Oh was evil. Uh, Lord of the Rings was not evil. My dad actually took us to watch the Lord of the Rings movies, but even The Simpsons was considered evil. Evil, yeah, yeah. So I grew know. up with Smurfs being evil. See, I never had that one. My da- my dad was cool with me watching Smurfs. Uh, we for us Smurfs was evil. Uh, Simpsons were evil. Um, but funny enough, we were allowed to watch, you know, violent horror films <laughs> like kill bill kill bill we were allowed to watch both one and two we were both we were allowed to well i wouldn't say loud but did you know that kill bill one and two was originally just one movie yeah but it was way too long it was way too long so yeah they split it into two movie geeks stuff <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us today at connect with dp city as always this is your host kyle headley and our fabulous guest tyler martinez Thank you for having me. Anytime. You're my bestie. So um, if you guys want to reach out at DP City Church, P-O-D at gmail.com, feel free to do that anytime. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Connect with DP City. If you have questions, feel free to email them in at dpcitypod at gmail.com. If you're interested in appearing on our podcast, feel free to email that same email. If you'd like to give to the podcast ministry or ministry at DP City in general, you can visit our website at www.dpcitychurch.com and select the push to pay. We appreciate your support and looking forward to hearing from you soon. God bless.